Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Just do it. Call the fan at 877-337-6666. Powered by Superbook Sports. Visit superbook.com. Matt Sims, former NFL quarterback, including for the Jets. Uh, he's joining us now on the fan. Matt, thanks again for joining us. Yeah, thank you for having me. I appreciate it. All right, we got to jump right in. Zach Wilson, about him, <laughs> Robert Sala said, uh, we're not quitting on the young man, yet uh, Zach Wilson's relegated to street clothes during this playoff push. It certainly feels like it to me. What about <laughs> um, You know, right now in the given situation, I, I do think it is best uh, for them to shelf uh, Zach Wilson in the present moment. Um, you know, I'm someone that's, you know, a strong supporter of anybody who starts quarterback, you know, with the New York Jets, with the New York Giants, because I understand how much pressure that comes with that job opportunity. Um, but in this certain situation right now, you know, I, I just feel like he's a little bit, a little bit off on his feet. You know, you can kind of see that he's, uh, he's not really all there, you know, focused mentally. Um, I feel like he's playing a little bit just slow right now, slow decision-making, just not playing confident football right now. Um, and, and I think that is the right move for the Jets currently as a team to move forward with Zach Wilson on the sideline. Um, I do think part of the reason why Zach Wilson is in the situation he's in is because of the situation the Jets created for him as well, too. So I do think there is a uh, catch-22 to it, and I do think there is a situation where going forward, hopefully – um, you know, Zach Wilson can can come out of this situation more mature, um, with more experience as a man, as a quarterback, as a leader, and, and get another opportunity to uh, to play the game that I know he loves very much. Well, my question then being, I guess, is why not? I mean, we know what Joe Flacco is, so why not render him quarterback two rather than quarterback three? Well, I think really right now what you're doing is you're protecting him from himself. You're protecting him from the fan base. And really, you're protecting him for whoever are the last few people maybe in that organization that still really strongly support him in his corner. You know, I think right now for him to be put as number two um, after everything that has, has happened in the past few weeks, you know, there's still a level of distraction, you know, in your peripheral vision of all the other stuff that's going on. And if there is uh, the slightest bit of distraction going on for him personally, it's going to be very difficult for him, let's say, if Mike White goes in, gets re-injured, and for him to go into a game 
and to pull it together with everything going on, I think would be very difficult. And I think the fans themselves would make that very difficult. Um, so I think it is more so of just a protection of the individual and the current state and just making sure that it's not any worse as the season comes to a close. Understood. Now you've, you've been there, you've played the position, you've been in these rooms. So what is like, cause I haven't. So what is the, how does the role of a quarterback three differentiate from a QB two in terms of like number of practice squad reps or participation in meetings or engagement during the game even? Yeah. So, I mean, for everyone at home, it's really simple. The starting quarterback gets every rep in team um, besides maybe a handful of walkthrough reps that the coach thinks that are necessary for someone like Joe or Zach to get in preparation for the game. Other than that, I mean, Joe and Zach will basically be splitting up the practice squad reps, doing their best job of impersonating the other quarterback, the other offense that they're running against the defense. You know, the good thing is, is that Zach and Joe are getting reps against one of the better defenses in the league. So it's not like these are reps that, that should be uh, looked down upon or completely wasted. These are very important reps for him to continue to grow as a quarterback and as leader. Now, unfortunately, when he's number three, that means that he's getting the bottom end of those practice squad reps as well. So there won't be a ton of work to go to him, but nonetheless, he has to make the most of those opportunities. He has to put himself in game-like situations as much as humanly possible and continue to just attack what it takes to being an NFL quarterback, which is just the relentless pursuit of perfection, which we know at the game of football doesn't exist. You still have to continue to pursue it. Matt Sims, former NFL quarterback, is with us on the fan. Uh, speaking of inactive quarterbacks, um, Raiders announced Derek Carr is going to be inactive, presumably for the rest of the season, but definitely this week. Um, first, do you like the fit? Carr to the Jets. Man, I mean, it's definitely was something that would pique my interest for sure. It absolutely would. I mean, I think that's a guy that is, uh, you know, for whatever reason, in the realm of just hierarchy of quarterbacks, I do think that he is underappreciated. I think part of that has to do with the fact that just the Raiders have been an absolute debacle of a program for the past five years, um, with just all the different things that have gone on with them. But, I mean, this is a dude that, you know, before he was injured and broke his leg, was – you know, on his way to being an MVP type of caliber football player, you know. Um, now, with them going to, you know, potentially in New York, I do think that would be a fantastic fit because I think he has the right amount of talent, leadership, and I do think that he has, you know, obviously just the ability to manage crazy situations and to be a mature individual um, in handling the New York Jets media and everything that goes along with that. So, there's, I guess, one little hiccup here that no one seems to know about. He's got a full no trade clause. So Correct. what would take as a player? I mean, can he just be like, you know what? No, I'm done here. I'm going to the Jets. Can he do that? Is it easy? that easy? Yeah, I mean, that was something that I think, you know, I don't know all the details of that, but that would be something that, you know, Derek Carr, his agent, and the Las Vegas Raiders uh, management side would have to come to an agreement upon maybe saying that you can only trade me to this team or something like that. So there could be addendums that are made to the contract originally. It could be readjusted, absolutely, uh, just like they're always restructured for certain money situations. I can see that being a possible play in this situation, too. Now, he's he's owed like a lot of money. I don't know the number off the top of my head, but can can that also be restructured or the Jets are locked into what the Raiders gave him? 
Oh, all those things can be actually restructured. They absolutely can. You saw it this past year, actually, with Matt Ryan and the Indianapolis Colts. I think the Atlanta Falcons are actually paying the majority of his salary this season for him to play for the Indianapolis Colts. Um, and we've seen this in the past a few times, too, with other players where the previous team is actually playing for a good portion or a chunk of that money. And this is things that people have been debating about recently, too, with guys like Aaron Rodgers, who still have another year on their deal, whether or not you know the Packers decide to move on from him or do some sort of a deal with him where they trade him or move him off to someplace else. So all these possibilities are, are definitely, um, you know, possible. You know, the question is really just, will all these sides come to agreement on, you know, one, one solid thing. Gotcha. Matt Sims joins us on the fan. I'm um, getting back to Zach Wilson and right. I know you have the Sims complete quarterback Academy and I know it's for high school kids and college kids, but thanks for the shout out. I appreciate it. Yeah. You're <laughs> so, uh, so, so, and I shouted it out last night too, but if Zach Wilson comes to you, right. You know, and mm-hmm. he says, look, Matt, help me out, fix me. I know you're the guru here. You know, you look at him and how he plays. What's kind of like the process of what, what would you do to help him get back on track? Well, I think just like in any relationship, the first thing really is for me to kind of open myself up, be vulnerable about the things that I've done well, that I haven't done well, the things that I maybe have regrets or missed out on as a person, as a player, and then kind of just show him too that like, hey, I made some mistakes and it's okay. I'm still kicking. I'm still doing my thing. And hey, I, I overcame a lot of these things. You know, so my thing would be originally just to kind of open up, present myself as someone that is also vulnerable, that is there to help him, right? So he can kind of let his guard down too. And we can have that real one-on-one personal relationship so I can learn more about, you know, what drives him, what, you know, ticks him off, what motivates him and all those certain things that go with, you know, playing the position. Um, And then just uh, from there, just start to help rebuild him into the person that not too long ago was probably indestructible. You know, and this happens with a lot of football players, particularly when football players retire, right, because they don't know how to transition to the next phase of their life. So it's very tough for, you know, as we say in the athletic world, right? It's like you you have two deaths. Your first death is when you can't play the game anymore. And the second death is when you really die, you know? And sometimes that first death, man, it is hard. I'm still dying currently, you know? So I haven't completely died yet of that first one. But that would be the main thing, right, for me and Zach is just to, you know, present him as someone that can help him with no extra agenda to it. I don't really care if ESPN or these other guys talk about me. I'm here to help you, to help you perform better, to improve your mechanics and your confidence and what you do so you can go out there and play and have fun again in the game that you love. Yeah, I've, I mean, I've seen you out there doing it. So are you setting up cone drills for him? Are you, set, are you setting up <laughs> targets for garbage cans with like little brooms sticking out of it for him? I mean, what, what are you doing with, with Zach Wilson? What's the plan? Yeah, I mean, you know, what's the plan? I don't know. You're just going to have to come to a Sims Complete training uh, session for it to, to see it, you know. But at the same time, you know, at, you're going to be – you're going to try to use as much imagination as possible. You're going to try to just be as encouraging as possible while still making it tough and still making him fight and scratch and claw for everything that he has learned and grown to love in the game. You know, so it's it's something that like it really can't be put into words exactly how it goes. Um, but it's something that, you know, it's possible to do and he is capable of doing it. And, you know, really, I just I wish the best for him, you know, in this situation, because I know, uh, you know, for me personally, just how tough this position is and how easy it is to throw uh, someone's career away because of, you know, some bad moments. 
You know, we all have bad moments, but for whatever reason in sports and especially in football and quarterback in particular, you know, you don't always survive from them. You know, and we see that with Geno Smith this year. I mean, you know, thank God Geno was stubborn enough to continue to play and get better and fight through it because now he is on the back end of that and he's a better quarterback than Russell Wilson. Even though Russell Wilson got paid, you know, way more money than he did, Pete Carroll and Geno Smith are the exact match that they needed out of each other. And, you know, that's what I hope for, for Zach, too, going forward, to have that opportunity for himself going forward again to rewrite the narrative of who he is as a person and as a player. Matt Sims joins us on the fan. Um, so then as a quarterback, I mean, you've seen the Mike White T-shirts. You've seen, you know, the frustration by the receivers on the field during the games. So, like, right. that's all that we could see as as fans here. But right. How does Zach Wilson go about regaining that locker room? Because he's the only quarterback on the roster for next year out of all the ones. Right, right. And that that's where it is a little awkward. And, and this is a situation, too, that like I can understand as well with Gino and myself when we were in New York. You know, there was definitely some rumblings at the time when we were in New York where a lot of the veteran football players and some of the other players on the team wanted me to play over Gino. And, you know, for whatever reason, I didn't get uh, that opportunity the same way that Mike White did. And it doesn't matter either. But nonetheless, there was those rumblings, right? Because at the end of the day, everybody just wants to win football games. It really isn't anything personal to the individual, you know, and who he is or what he does, you know, or what he does off the field either. For the most part, if you come to work, you do your job, you do it well, the people want to see you out there playing and succeeding and helping, you know, the others playing win. And, uh, you know, this is something that I can relate to the situation. And I know how difficult it is for Zach to do that. The best thing to do is to really just keep it super simple, right? As like the Marines and the Army people would say, like, kiss, keep it simple, soldier. You know, go in there, work hard, be humble, you know, earn the respect of the players the right way. And, you know, the unfortunate you know, thing about that is, is that something that doesn't happen overnight. That happens over a long period of time, you know, from day in and day out. And and that's really what he has to do. It's nothing. There's no secret sauce. There's no extra whatever to it. It's just go in there, be humble, work hard, you know, be vulnerable. When you need to improve on something, you know, agree that you need to improve on it and go and find a way with your teammates, with your coaching staff to slowly just pick those things apart so you can improve and get better as a player. Um, and, and hopefully he can do that. You know, hopefully that's a thing that's possible for him. And and the Jets create an environment in which that is possible for him to do it, too. Right. Now we've got Mike White, the last, last two games of the season, maybe yep. in playoff push. Who knows? Maybe. Um, what's his ceiling? Is it possible to see what his ceiling is just yet? Yeah, I mean, Mike White has done a, a very good job in the situation that he's come under, right? I mean, he's played well. He's played tough. He has good energy and confidence, right? He's playing with the swagger. He's also the backup quarterback, too, as well. So there's really nothing for him to lose in the situation either. The good thing is, is that he's made the most out of it. The other odd thing about it, even though everyone talks so highly about Mike White, is he's still 1-2 and two as a starter. So he still has the same issue as Zach Wilson, not getting enough wins as the starting quarterback. So this is where last time we discussed, you know, I still think that there is some room for growth as far as the offensive, you know, scheme uh, as a whole going forward. You know, obviously the loss of Hall at running back was extremely big and extremely important loss to this team. But that is something that I think going forward, you know, that is something they had to kind of revisit again to just make sure that they're improving each and every week as an offensive 
uh, scheme and, and just ability to create big explosive plays to gain momentum, to recapture momentum, to control the tempos of games like all the other great teams in the NFL have been doing. So I have an uncle who lives now in California. He's from Nutley, but he's from he's living in California. <laughs> Every week I get the text, Danielle, LaFleur sucks. Get rid of LaFleur. So obviously, obviously that's the fan perspective. But I guess what is one thing LaFleur does well and what is one thing he needs to work on with this particular offense? Yeah, well, and this is something we discussed last time I was on the show as well. That is that LaFleur is a very good coach. He's a young coach, though, as well. He has been a guy that has been around Kyle Shanahan, Mike McDaniels, all those guys, Matt LaFleur as well, his brother at Green Bay. Um, and he's seen a lot of really good football. He's been around a lot of winning franchises. I think now really the biggest question is, is that he's got to find his own little niche, you know, to the players that he has and maximizing that as much as possible. That is something that, you know, unfortunately his brother Matt doesn't have to do very much because he has one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time. So he knows that at the end of the day, Aaron Rodgers is kind of going to correct some of the things that maybe they aren't as on top of as they should be. All right. But nonetheless, they still learn from those opportunities with being around Aaron. Um, you know, but he's been around Kyle. He's been around Mike. He's been around all these guys that are super smart and know exactly what to do. Now that he's on his own, you know, he's got to balance, obviously, Coach Sala and what he thinks is right, too. So it's really just him finding his own uh, niche, like I said, as far as just ways to create more opportunities for his playmakers. You know, I mean, just like the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, for example, you know, they have uh, Goodwin, one of the receivers, has 50 catches that are behind the line of scrimmage. You know, out of his 80 catches, 50 of them are behind the line of scrimmage. Like, that's a ridiculous stat. So the fact that, like, they're finding the simplest, easy way in the world to get him the football in space as much as they possibly can is a good thing. Now, nonetheless, we don't want to compare ourselves to the Tampa Bay offense, but they are finding ways that are very simple, right? But taking advantage of guys' skill sets and getting them the football with space as much as humanly possible, despite the fact that they don't have an offensive line that could protect very well, which has given them an opportunity to compete here late in the year. Those will be things that LaFleur has to find his little thing going forward. It's just multiple ways to run the same play over and over to confuse the defense, but to still get the football into Elijah Moore, you know, and all those guys' hands going forward. And to me, I look at it, I'm like, all right, well, he's got to work with Joe Flacco, who's basically a statue back there. And then he's got to work with Zach Wilson, who is very mobile. I mean, not that I'm making any excuses for him, but I feel like the playbook is different, like completely different for every quarterback that's out there based on their own, their skill set. Yeah, I mean, I would say that's different more so for the mentality of the quarterbacks. Um, I, I wouldn't say that necessarily their athleticism is the biggest difference, right? You know, with Zach Wilson, he absolutely can move better than Joe Flacco. You know, but nonetheless, we haven't seen enough of that from Zach Wilson on the NFL field enough where he's made those off-the-cuff plays as often or as consistently as he would like, right, or as we expected. You know, so going forward, you know, all these guys, everyone on TV and all that, they try to make it seem like, well, with this quarterback in, we're going to run this different offense. It's not the case. The offensive coordinator runs the stuff that he feels confident in, that he feels most confident for that particular individual, but he really doesn't stray too far away, right, from that foundation of the install playbook you know, that they did all the way in August. You know, really all it is is just finding new ways to do those basic things that we did really well all the way in August that apply to the team that we're competing against this weekend. Got it. So um, 
Jets are win now, you know, so for next season, um, considering free agents and now this whole Derek Carr wrinkle, um, who would be your or who would be in your ideal quarterback room for the Jets? QB one, two, three. Um, you know, for QB one, two, three, well, one, I just, I hope Zach Wilson is still there, you know, because I, I just, you know, I would think that for them to discard him in this situation, you know, would be, would speak volumes. It would speak volumes about the management and their process of actually, uh, you know, going through, you know, actually picking him in the first place, you know, for you to discard somebody that you spent a number two pick on and spent all this time evaluating and discard him like that is almost more so a black eye to yourself than it is to Zach Wilson. So I want them to be a little bit more patient with that situation, unless some sort of a trade or situation just makes it impossible for them to say no. Uh, The other aspect of it is like, I would maybe potentially go all in for a guy like an Aaron Rodgers, for a Tom Brady and say, you know what, let's just do it. Let's just take advantage of the fact that we have a ton of really good football players on rookie contracts. Let's bring in, like, a huge-name guy. Let's allow him to work with a guy like LaFleur and educating on what he has done well in the past with his multitude of, uh, of coaches that he's had in his career and mesh the two together. You know, this is where I think you've seen guys like, like Aaron Rodgers and LaFleur and also Nate Hackett, you know, who was just fired. You saw just three great minds together creating a great offense. And I think that's why they've had such great success in in Coach LaFleur's early career there in Green Bay. The same thing with Tom Brady. Tom Brady had so many great offensive coordinator minds in New England with Weiss, with McDaniel. He took all that knowledge that he had. He took it down there to Tampa Bay, right? And now Byron Leftwich is aware of all of those things on top of the stuff that he already knew from the Bruce Arians type of style. So that's where you see these amalgamations of just different offenses and different schemes and different ideas come together. So you're going to have, you know, the the LaFleur's background with Shanahan, which is great. And then the potential of a veteran quarterback, whether it be Derek Carr, Aaron Rodgers, or Tom Brady, come in there and maybe tweak or add things that they did extremely well or wrinkles that he never thought of that he did with other coaches and build even a a new rapport of as their understanding and knowledge of the game. And the trickle down, obviously, to Zach then would be correct. Yes, and that's where I really, you know, that's why I say I hope Zach is still there because I think it would be a great opportunity for Zach to be, you know, the backup or the third-string quarterback of the Jets roster with a guy like Derek Carr, who is a grown man in that situation, or a Tom Brady, or or even an Aaron Rodgers, whoever else is out there potentially as a veteran free agent. I think that would be just so important for him to be just a fly in the wall and absorb all of those lessons that that he can learn. So the Jets need to win. Final question here. The Jets need to win uh, win out. Patriots need to lose one game. Right. Jets are making the playoffs this season. Uh, do I think they're making – it's possible for sure. I'm not going to say yes or no, but I would say that, you know, it. they're, they're definitely a 65% chance for me. So I'll do, <laughs> I'll do the analytics uh, type of thing right there for me. Matt Sim says it's a 65% chance to make the playoffs. And, uh, you know, I wish them well. I, I wish them and the Giants well. I, I love uh, our local teams here. Always root for them. And, uh, and hey, you know, if the Jets need any incentive as far as just continuing to coach and mature, you know, and mentor young quarterbacks, I mean, look at Daniel Jones. I mean, Daniel Jones has done a phenomenal job, and he's doing it with, 
uh, you know, a group of receivers that isn't necessarily known for their talent or athleticism or being a receiver one unit. You know, he's doing great. He's made tremendous strides as a quarterback, as a leader. You see it with Dayball, too. You see how Dayball interacts with him now, which is so different than what we saw in September. So it's super refreshing. So all the fans out there, man, don't, you know, don't just discard this dude and say that he stinks forever, you know, because I know most Jets fans, man, you know, all the quarterbacks are better than you think they are until they stop playing for the Jets, you know. So, you know, and that's the thing. They all hate on everybody. Everybody hated Chad Pennington, Pat, Chad Pennington, excuse me. But Chad's the man and he's always a hero in Jets history, you know, and everybody wears those 10 jerseys. But when he played for the Jets, Everybody hated him because he wasn't sexy enough, you know. So let's just be patient with our quarterbacks. Let's work through some of these hiccups that he has. Let's yeah. give him an opportunity to improve as a person, as a player. And hopefully on the other end of it, you know, it's a Super Bowl for the New York Jets eventually. Wow. Can you imagine that? <laughs> yeah, let's go. Let's go. <laughs> You're awesome. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. No, thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. Look forward to it. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.